0: Hello, welcome to Off Curve, I'm Wicked Good, and I am talking to you about Hearthstone from the comfort of my streaming lair. It is Thursday, July 1st, 2021. And, um, we'll we'll talk, we have a lot to talk about, but, you know, Ladder, I finished like 5,000. I've been kind of taking a bit of a break from Ladder over the last, like, week or so, uh, when I wasn't playing on stream, just to keep from burning out on it, um... It's, you know, nothing in particular, well, I mean, it's it's just kind of, like, the meta's fine, but I just didn't want to overdo it, and I was kind of having some, uh, you know, having some tilt issues, probably, and didn't really want to go through the climb, and so I just kind of, you know, stuck it out at 5,000, I was good with it, I, I realized, you know, pretty early in the weekend, I wasn't getting to 11x territory, so I decided to give myself, like, the weekend off, I play, I, I got assassin's creed origins from the ubisoft sale from a ubisoft sale and i've been playing that which i know is a five-year-old game but you know it's strangely calming which probably says something about me (laughs) but i've been i've been enjoying that i'm also i i one of my majors in in college was history so you know those games and and it took me a little while to get through to those games so i'm kind of rediscovering them later i'm actually playing origins and odyssey like simultaneously i'm playing origins on the pc and odyssey on the xbox um so you know and i'll probably get valhalla once i finish origins but um yeah I, it's it's been it's it's been a little bit rough climbing and i just haven't had the motivation to climb in legend so i i haven't and i decided to give myself you know a little bit of time off um you know so i'm starting off i i've got a you know a, a pre-stack if you're watching the stream i'm going to play on streaming a little bit, but, um, you know, I'm, I'll probably try hard just to get, I guess the, the is not coming out till August, so I have all month, um, to get to legend. so ideally I'd like to get myself 11x this month, so that the climb is going to be a little bit faster next month when the expansion drops, but I'm not going to put a ton of pressure on myself, because, you know, it's not, it, it's not really worth it, but, um, you know, I know I can get there, it's just a matter of, like, you know, how, how hard I try to do it, and, you know it's it, it's fine, right? So anyway, happier things to talk about because we do have um, we do have a new expansion to discuss. Oh there, and so we got that announcement today. Um, there was some battlegrounds news as well. I'm not going to cover that. This is not really a battlegrounds show, and I don't really pay enough attention to battlegrounds really to cover it. And this is going to be a lot, even just for constructed. Um, so I, I, if you are interested in the battleground stuff, I would go watch the reveal video anyway. Um, Alec had some stuff about it at the beginning, but th- there's a lot going on in this expansion. Um, and so we have some things to discuss again. I'm, I'm not going to talk about every individual card. Matt and I will, uh, Matt at arms and I will have a, uh, a thorough review, uh, probably the weekend before the set goes live, which it looks like the set is going live on August 3rd. So we'll probably be recording that. The weekend of, the, of July thirty first, um, you'll hear about that on the show beforehand. I'll when I'll have exact times and whatever. It'll be on my on my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash WickedGoodFM. So do make sure to follow and if you want to get those notifications and and just come and hang out in the stream anyway. But um, but I am going to talk about some of the. This is the one time outside of the review that I will talk about some of the cards because it does kind of help um the discussion. So the new the new expansion is United in Stormwind. And it is building on some of the story that we got in *Forge and the Barons*, and and I've I said this since, um, since the Year of the Dragon. I really like when they make their own stories and they have it continue through expansions. I really enjoy that, and I'm really glad that these characters that they introduced in *Forge and the Barons* are continuing on, and and kind of going to be through this whole year. Or at least through this set. And, and I really do enjoy that continuity. I think it's it's a lot of fun. I, I, I like the characters that they introduced. For the most part. And getting to see more of them is actually really nice. And not not feeling like there's a ton of like lore that I'm missing out on. Because I don't play World of Warcraft. Like, I, you know, I don't really have any particular connection to Stormwind per se. Because I've never played the game. Um, other than, like, the 20 levels it took to get the Liadrin portrait, right? So, um, I, I do really appreciate them kind of making a more inclusive storyline that that we're all kind of experiencing for the first time. Even if it is familiar Warcraft um, scenarios. So, we're, we're getting a few new mechanics in this set. Like, it's actually a little bit overwhelming watching the reveal video. Because it seemed like stuff was coming so fast. And the even the cards that they were referencing weren't on screen long enough for you to actually, like, process what they were saying. I actually had to pause and go back a couple times when I was watching it on YouTube to kind of, like, get an idea of what was happening. But, um, so we're starting off, we have this new keyword called tradable. And tradable cards um, will have, like, a little, like, a little refresh icon in the upper right um, and the keyword on it. And tradable cards can be shuffled into your deck for one mana. And then you draw another card. It does, I believe the draw, there's something about the draw that, um, I, the, if, if any of the cards are buffed or, or otherwise enchanted or whatever. So let, let's say that you got, you played a conditioning, right? And you have a minion in your hand. That minion will go back into the deck with the buff and you will draw it again with the buff, kind of like a corrupted minion, um, which is a little weird. Um, but it, it is nice that you're not losing anything by shuffling it back into the deck that way. Um, and then it's it's nice because these seem to be cards that are useful in certain situations, but you may not want to have them in your hand at the time. And And the best one that I, I think it, that I out of this, this these four that they revealed is Rustra Viper, which is a three4 tradable beast. With battle cry, destroy your opponent's weapon. So first of all, we're getting more minion hate, yay, or weapon hate rather. So thank you, please, because we we definitely need that. Um, but this kind of it's it's interesting because the the problem with acidic Swampoos, in particular is that it takes up a spot in your hand. In your it, it takes up a draw, right? So like you're drawing. A um, you're drawing the ooze when you would want to have like literally anything else. If you're if you're up against say a druid or you know a priest or whatever, that's not likely to get a a weapon. You don't really want the ooze. You want anything else. So now you can cycle it back into your deck. Um, okay, counts it. Thank you, Schwal. So it count it keeps the buff. It counts as a draw. It doesn't count as a cast. So um, you know anything that is relying on you drawing cards. Would would get that that is relevant for this, um, but you do get to put it back in your deck, so there's no fatigue. There's no fatigue cost to it, and you get the flexibility of having that now or getting it later, which is really really nice for reactive tools like this. Um, like warriors getting three mana, get eight, get eight armor, so it's it's almost like a shield block in a way, right? Because shield block was five armor, draw card. This is going to make you choose between do you want the 8 armor or do you want the card, right? But that that's good. I, I think that that flexibility and, and having... Like, we've gotten cards that kind of get better as the game goes on. These are cards that can, you know, are bad at the beginning that you can... Or or bad in certain situations that you may want to trade in for something else. So I, I really like this mechanic. I'm interested to see what else they do with it. Um, but just the Rustra Viper in particular, I think, is a really good... Inclusion, and I think it will probably, um, if you don't care, except for decks that actually care about minion tags, like for Nizath purposes, um, I think it's probably going to replace Ooze in most scenarios. So we're also getting quest lines. So the we we know quests. We've had quests. It it generally Team Five does not go particularly long without having some form of quests in Standard. So we got our set off from quests, because the last time we got quests was in Saviors of Old Doom. So now we're getting quests again, but these are a little bit different. So these are called quest lines, right? So these have um, three levels, and you get a reward at each stage of the quest. So the example that they have is the Demon Seed, which is a Warlock quest line. ...that says, take 6 damage on your turns... ...and your reward is Lifesteal... ...deal 3 damage to the enemy hero. So you get to get heal 3 of that back. And then that gets replaced with... ...take 7 damage on your turns... ...again, deal 3 damage to the enemy hero. And then, once you do that... ...it gets replaced with... ...take 8 on your turns... ...and then you get... ...like, Super super Saiyan Tamsin... ...who I think is a 5-7-7. Seven, seven. And... ...for the rest of the game damage you do that you take on your turns is done to your opponent instead so like small reward small reward super mega bananas reward right because like and and we were talking about this in the discord today and i i kind of had to um convince matt at arms that this was actually interesting because he was he was not impressed because the you know it's it looks at, you look at it like well yeah i'm gonna be dead well not A, not necessarily, but also fatigue damage is damage that you take on your turn, right? So like a Delete Warlock that's running Nieru and Alter of Fire and whatever, if you're burning through your deck, like the problem with Delete Warlock is that you have a certain amount of time to kill your opponent before the fatigue damage just gets you, right? And so now you're flipping the script on that and now your fatigue damage is actually a weapon. Right? So now your opponent is on the same clock, is, is on the clock instead of you. I, I didn't get, I, I saw a response from Alec Dawson that you, fatigue damage does count. I saw another comment from Ridiculous Hat saying that it ca- it hurts both of you. And I'm not sure that I read it that way, but I guess we'll find out. But in any event, the fatigue damage does count, right? So, like, any damage you're taking on your turn will also hurt your opponent. That's a big deal, right? Um, so that, these are, these are going to be build around cards. It seems like there's going to be one for each class. Um, we also saw the one for, for mage, which is Sorcerer's Gambit, which is asking you to cast a fire frost and arcane spell. We're going to need to get some better frost spells in this set in order for that to, um, to be viable. But ultimately the ultimate reward at the end of that is upgraded Varden, which gives you plus, uh, plus three spell damage for the rest of the game. Which, again, in a no-minion mage, for example, where you can still play this and you will get the the benefit of the minion, um, that's a big deal. Like, those are burn decks, right? So, being able to get spell damage plus 3, like, you go to extreme lengths to get plus dam- spell damage plus 3. So, I can definitely see these being played in certain scenarios. Whether the quest lines are difficult, too difficult to, to complete will really kind of go into... Um, you know, what? whether these see play or not. Like, we've typically... When we've gotten these in the past, we've usually had, like... I don't know, two or three that were immediately playable, and then the rest were kind of eh, and sometimes they would go in and out depending on what the requirements were. These seem to be a little bit less set-specific than the ones from Old Doom. Like, one of the ones from Old Doom was, like, play X Reborn cards, and they never printed Reborn cards again. Um, these look like they could... they're They're referencing mechanics that are not necessarily tied to the set so they could get stronger as we go on and the more the more cards that you print um the more the more powerful those are going to get um so we also are getting two other kind of smaller mechanics in the set we're getting mounts and profession tools so profession tools are kind of like some of the weapons in cobalt and catacombs for those of you who've been playing that long enough and remember those they're weapons that um lose durability and as certain effects are um are triggered and then give you some sort of a benefit so for example there's a Paladin one prismatic jewel kit it's a one mana zero three weapon after a minion friendly minion loses divine shield give minions in your hand plus one plus one and lose one durability right so your opponent can't break them that's probably why we're seeing more weapon heat and um they can give you some sort of a benefit now again it's going to be a matter of is this worth running a weapon in your deck to do this um you know i mean hand buffing across the board is powerful but you need to be playing divine shield minions um the the warlock one that they showed is um after you draw four cards reduce the cost of of cards in your hand by one well i mean warlock is going to draw a lot of cards so that and and that's going to naturally discount them, so that seems like it's going to be a little bit easier to play. These are not legendary weapons like the ones in Cobalt and Catacombs. You can you can run two of them. Um, so we'll have to see. These are mo- moderately exciting, but not really. Um, so we'll have to see when we see some more that are that are released. And then um, mounts are they're not necessarily a a straight up mechanic, but they're kind of a cycle of minion buffs that summon a. Uh, a minion with the same um, the same stats and I believe keywords as the as the the buff gave to the minion. So if you remember Spike Ridge Steed forever ago, right? Spike Ridge Steed was a six mana spell that gives that gave a, a minion plus three plus six, and when the minion died, it would summon a three six Alec uh, a three six Kodo uh, with taunt. I think it was a Kodo, it doesn't matter, some sort of a beast. So Priest is getting Alec mount, which is a 7 mana spell. I'll give a minion plus 4 plus 7 and taunt. When it dies, summon an Alec, and the Alec is a 4-7 taunt. So I will I will take that. I mean, that's not something you necessarily put in your deck, but you know, you generate enough spells. That's a, that's an expensive spell, but it's also, you know, getting two taunts for a priest, especially, especially when you're playing things like Nazoth, is is pretty good. So I would definitely take Spike Ridge Steed in Priest, thank you very much. Um, and Hunter's getting Ramming Mount, which is a 3-mana. Give him a minion, plus 2, plus 2, and immune while attacking. And then when it dies, summon the ram. And I believe the ram is a 2-2, two, two, um, immune while attacking. So, um, you know, it, it's an interesting idea. I mean, we're, go, we're kind of doing a bunch of callbacks to... These are both callbacks to earlier sets. Um, Spike Ridge Steed was a card in Un'Goro that saw play a ton after Un'Goro was launched. And um and the weapons obviously are you know are are a throwback to um two cobalt and catacombs. And they they don't mention the most important minion, but I guess we'll talk about Flightmaster Dungar, which we're all getting for free when you log in as of today. Um, which is a three mana three three battle cry, choose a flight path and go dormant, awaken with a bonus to when you complete it. I don't remember exactly what the bonuses were. They went over that pretty fast in in the video, but it's something I'm planning on trying out on stream tonight, um, in, in Priest, and we'll see how that goes, it's, it's, it's interesting, because, like, the longer it stays dormant, the better the effect, so, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, um, I, I'm, I don't know how good it's going to be, but, you know, some of these, some of these cards that are introduced, um, when, as a pre-release, are, are of, I mean, Silas was pretty impactful, um, and... You know and so was um shadow Shadow Hunter when it was released at least we don't see a lot of play for it now um but we did see a bunch of play for it and then um I'm I have to go into my Twitter for those of you who are on stream because I need to bring up this is this is all great right but um we need to talk about the most important card that was released that was revealed today because all of that is 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 fantastic right but um we need to talk about my new BFF Dark Bishop Benedictus 5 mana 5 six start of game if the spells in your deck are all shadow enter shadow form yes i'm am I'm, I'm pausing for dramatic effect because i like we've we saw them bring shadow form back into core they said they said that they were going to be giving us more shadow form effects and then we saw nothing in forge of the Barons. so um this is again a start of game effect so like baku again i don't mean to make those kinds of comp- of comparisons right but anyway and so you start with a pure power that's two mana deal two damage that's a big deal right like if you remember again if you if you remember Playing as odd mage way back when. That two mana hero power was a huge big deal. And it's going to change the way that you're playing priest. I I expect that we are going to get more tempo-based cards. I, I expect we're probably gonna get Shadow Form Synergy, hopefully, but I would expect that we're going to get. Um, we're going to get some shadow, some some tempo based cards because this turns priest into a tempo class. When you have a when you have a targetable hunter hero power, um, from the start of the game, that completely changes the way that you play the game. You're not sitting around and healing your face. You're not sitting around healing your minions. Because your minion, you, you because your minions are not like you're not looking for low attack, high power or low attack, high health minions, right? Because that's you. You don't have the hero power to be able to take advantage of those and keep them alive. So you're going to be going more towards um more towards tempo based minions. And like if we look at some of the priest minions that I'm, I'm bringing this up for those of you who are watching the stream. I'm going into the, the card library now to look at, like, priest minions, right? Because we've been fo- so focused on priest spells, and, and the, the, the card library's been kind of messed up today, so I'm hoping that this is correct. Um, But let's just look at some of the priest minions, right? Um, So, obviously you're not running Devout Dungeoneer or anything like that. Like, Serena Bloodfeather might be a card that would see some play there. Like, Shadowed Spirit is a card that got released in core that we have not talked at all about. Right? Three mana, four, three, death rattle, deal three damage to the enemy he, enemy hero. Like that seems like a perfect card for a deck like this. Right? Um I'm I'm looking to see what else we have. Um like maybe Gahoon the Blood God, it seems like it's a little bit expensive, but maybe that's the thing. Flesh giant certainly has a place. Right? Disciplinary and Gandling might have a place. Um, just trying to get all that all that tempo um, I mean Brittle Bone Destroyer you can even hit yourself in the face with the hero power to trigger it if you wanted to it's never really been that great before um, but it could be I mean you might even run Royal Aquarius Souls for the lifesteal things like that Dragomaw Overseer seems like it has a perfect spot in this deck right so there's like a bunch of cards that have just kind of been ignored um, and the shadow spells by the way are very good like those are the spells you actually want to run. I, I had a conversation on Twitter where someone was saying, well, you know, you're not gonna have enough um you're not gonna have enough shadow spells to fill out a deck, like the hell you're not, right? Like okay, so Raise dead, hysteria, palm reading, soul mirror, devouring plague, um, thrive in the shadows, shadow word death, shadow word ruin, insight, like you can build a deck around this. Um, you can 100% build a deck with just shadow spells. You do lose some things. Obviously, renew and apotheosis are big lo- are big losses. Um, we have apathy might be a card that you might want to run um, that you can't, but you can always still generate them. Scorpion's still a card. Um, you know, one still a card, right? You can still generate those things. I really do, and I think this is going to be a, a lighter on lighter on spells and heavier on minions. I would expect that this is going to be as close to a tempo priest. As we've gotten the, the you know as, like spiteful priest was way back when it might even be spot it might even be like primordial protector with like soul mirror and stuff like that oh yeah draconic studies is the other is the other loss thank you Th- the in, in chat yeah that, that's I, I don't know that that's a huge loss because i think you're going to have such minion density that you're not necessarily going to miss draconic studies um but it, it that is a, a notable a notable loss as well um, the also asked, do you think they'll release cards that say if you are in shadow form instead of in all the spells in your deck are all shadow? I, I think that would, I, I think it's more likely the former than the latter. I think that it's going to, they would rely on you triggering, um, dark Bishop Benedictus to get yourself into shadow form. And then they would also, those cards would also be valid if you play the spell shadow form, which in like a normal control priest you can still do. I mean, you get that generated sometimes. You could do that, and then, um, and then you would be in shadow form, and be able to take advantage of that. The other reason I think they're going to do this is, and I almost did a whole episode of this, and I'm not going to because today is a happy day. Um, but there's been a ton of, um, there's been a ton of discussion about priests over the past week, and you know what's wrong with priests, and. Um, how much priest generation there is, and how you can't play around anything, yada yada yada. Um, I think that being able to say if you are in shadow, either one of those those keywords, right? Either saying if you're in shadow form, or if all the cards, all the spells in your deck are shadow. I, I, I it's kind, of, it's kind of either second one happens than the other, but um, that would allow them to be able to print a bunch of spells without making the generation that much better, right? Like you're kind of soft nerfing. Um, palm reading, and renew in a standard control priest. If you're building all these shadow form synergies, right? So if you have a bunch of spells that do very little unless you're in shadow form, and then they do something better, or say you have a spell that heal heal for like maybe it's like two mana heal for three, or if you're in shadow form deal three damage, right? I'm making it up. I don't know that they're doing that, but that sounds like the kind of thing they might do. Um, that's going to dilute the pool for control priest, but also give, allow them to print out spells that are going to be useful for a shadow, for a shadow priest. I'm really excited about this. This is the uh, most, I don't know what else they're going to do, right? Like this is all speculation, but if they actually take advantage of this to the fullest, like I hope that they're going to, then, um... This could be the most the the most different playstyle for priest that we've gotten since the beginning of the game. Um Shwell's saying they can't print cards that do nothing if you're not in shadow form. I don't think it would do nothing. I think it would be like the old um uh why am why am I blanking on that card? Akanai Soul Priest, thank you. Um where it'll flip it it'll flip it to damage if you're in shadow form right so if you look at something like Renew right like I don't think they would print Renew this way but let's say that Renew worked that way where it would be like one one mana heal three discover a spell and if you're in shadow form one mana deal three damage discover a spell right so I don't think it would necessarily be that it would be it would be not working if you're not in shadow form but the healing would probably be a lot less interesting than the damage in that case right or maybe they're damaged cards that hit minions but you can go face with them if you're in shadow form whatever there there are ways that they can do this i think that the the cards that they're going to print will probably be better if you are in shadow form right and the fact that they are actually referencing shadow form as a state which is the first time that they've done that by the way like, they've never referenced shadow form as, like, a state that you're in on a card until Dark Bishop Benedict, Benedictus. So, the fact that they are creating this concept of a state called shadow form, as opposed to the result of a spell that you've ca- that you've cast, right? Says to me that they are going to also reference that in cards. I'm hoping. I don't know that that's going to be the case, but I'm very much hoping. Um... Yeah, or like Theobius says, or like corrupt mechanic. You can play them uncorrupted, not in shadow form, but they improve a lot if they are corrupted in shadow form. That's a great. That's a great comparison, right? Like four three, uh, you know, a four three fairground fool versus a four seven fairground fool. Right? You're not corrupting the card. You're corrupting your face. And, you know, so in 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 Soviet storm winds, cards corrupt you. Right? <laughs> so. So, uh, you know, I think that this is really exciting. I, you can tell, right? Like, I mean, I'm a priest main. That's no secret. Um, I get excited by priest cards. I think that this mechanic is really interesting. It's making me really excited to see what else they have to show. Um, especially the fact that they were willing to show this on day one. I'm really, really hoping that there's a lot more to come here. So, uh, I'm really excited about this set. Particularly about Benedictus. I think that they they have a lot of room to work here. Um, there are definitely some issues that they need to overcome from the last meta um, so I'm hoping that this kind of breathes some new life in. And, and, and I think that general, in general like a 5 set meta is much healthier than a 4 set meta The 4 set meta you're kind of limited with the things that you can do and there are limited answers 5 set meta you generally get more, more tools to work with and there are more different ways to build decks so I'm hoping that that's going to be a little bit more exciting um, again we're getting that on August 3rd so this month you're just gonna you know you don't need to worry about rushing to get the legend um the season will start uh, you know or the the expansion will start right after the new season starts next month so um uh, i'm really excited hopefully you are too and then make sure to um you know keep an eye out for the card review when it comes in a couple weeks um but that is it um if you are here in the stream stick around we're gonna we're going to resume your, your normally regular scheduled stream already in progress um it's um if you are not in the stream, you should make sure to follow at twitch.tv slash wickedgoodfm. Um I stream Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern and Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um you should also um follow at OffCurve on Twitter for announcements for when new episodes go live. Um at offcurve.com is where you can find links. I'll have links to the to the video and, and to the announcement and everything else. Um and um, at Off Curve on Twitter, I said that. At Off Curve on Twitter is where new episodes go live. You can also go to offcurve.com Masters Tour if you are playing a Masters Tour qualifiers and you want statistics and data to help you decide what to play. Um, that is there for you as a, re- as a free resource as well. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Wicked Good. Um, you can come join the Discord. We, are, we have a dedicated channel. Dis- um, designated for discussing the new cards, and, and another one for theory crafting. So, then um, there's a lot of smart people in there that can help you and and to talk about. It. And it's a very co- you know kind and welcoming place. So, um, please do check that out. And then, um, I think that's it. So, um, thanks so thanks as always for listening. Um, enjoy the reveal season when it comes, and uh, be good to each other. We'll talk soon. Have a good one.